Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When I first heard that this year's theme for Vacation Bible School was Shipwrecked, Jesus Rescues, I wondered how the creators of that program landed on that. I wasn't sure how the metaphor of a shipwreck would be used to actually share the gospel of Jesus with these kids who attended, especially with how rare a shipwreck is actually in today's culture. Though being shipwrecked is not impossible, engineers go to great lengths to ensure safety of passengers on all boats and ships and cruise liners. But the big question when it came to this theme of being shipwrecked, I wanted to know, where is Jesus in all of this? Now, after spending a week in the lessons and and teaching the kids in the Bible discovery session of the day, I was very happy to see just how Jesus is the center role of our Vacation Bible School this year. In Bible Discovery, as well as in all the other stations, the kids got to experience the Bible stories as we either acted them out or or interacted with them in other meaningful ways. How we got to hear how Jesus rescues when we feel lonely, or when we worry, or struggle, or do wrong, or feel, feel powerless, and how Jesus is with us every step of the way. What's cool as I prepared for the sermon is that I also found that the Bible talks in this way. That was the, uh, that was the, the uh, metaphor that the, the Apostle Paul uses. Um, he uses the metaphor of being shipwrecked when it comes to our faith. So for this sermon, I'm going to share with you what we talked about on the different days. And that's why you see a number of different messages listed in the bulletin. And you'll see that they all fit together as the emotions you might feel being a castaway stranded on an island. And so on day one, we focused on when you're lonely, Jesus rescues. And then we focused on the three parables of the lost coin the lost sheep, and the lost son, also known as the prodigal son, which Peter just read for you, found in Luke chapter 15. And these three parables, these these earthly stories with, with heavenly meanings, they all sort of fit together as one big parable, with the worth of the items getting bigger and bigger, because we have a coin, and then we have a sheep, and then we've got a person. And each time, there is this sense of being lost. And that feeling of being lost or forgotten or loneliness is something that our young people deal with in their lives. And it's something adults sometimes wrestle with as well. But the takeaway from this lesson was that when we are lost, Jesus comes and finds us. See, we are the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And God is the one looking, seeking, and finding us. And like in the parables, there was much rejoicing over the lost being found. In this parable of the prodigal son, there's even a celebration feast, a a homecoming meal thrown in honor of the son. And God is the father in that story, watching for us, running to us, and welcoming us back with open arms. When you worry, Jesus rescues. On day two, we talked about worry and anxiety. 
using the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. For this day, we had some of the kids doing chores, like pretending to bake bread and wash dishes and clean up water bottles on the floor, being the uh, Martha character, if you will, while another group sat and watched a movie in the corner while eating popcorn, being the Mary character. And this experience acted as a springboard for discussing unfairness that the kids experience in their lives. Now we've all heard the saying, life's not fair. And sadly, that's a lesson we all tend to learn the hard way. But even though these were kids participating in the lessons, many of them were already able to articulate this reality of life. And then we transitioned to Martha and how Jesus names the roadblock she had to sitting and listening to the word. The roadblock being that feeling of anxiousness and being troubled about many things. And how the one thing necessary is to focus on Jesus and his teachings. Not getting bogged down with anxiety, which is so easy to do. But anxiety is, is another reality of life. And it's not a matter of if we get anxious, but when we get anxious. And when we get anxious, Jesus helps give us direction as to what's important in those times. That we turn and we focus on him instead and how he rescues us. When you struggle, Jesus rescues on day three, we spend time reflecting on what it means to struggle. I like the way it was defined for us in the VBS lesson. It said, to struggle means to make your way with difficulty. And the lesson was chocked full of the different ways that people struggle. The story that we focused on was when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. For those of you who don't know Mark Mulkenberg, he can act. He did a great job of playing the role of the servant of the high priest who gets his ear cut off by one of the disciples. We had a little drama for the kids to try to experience what it might have been like to struggle as one of Jesus' disciples that evening. Gavin Greger also did a great job of playing the role of the Roman soldier who arrested and took Jesus away. I think he had a little bit too much fun when his little brother played Jesus and he got to arrest his little brother and take him away. But that's brothers for you. What was interesting about this day is that we didn't see a lot of rescuing going on, though. This day was actually designed in a way to kind of let that struggling sort of kind of hang out there. And it was left unresolved on purpose because that's what happens. And we struggle in life too, sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes we go through things, we struggle with things, and it seems from our perspective that God just lets that happen to us. The kids were invited to come back the next day to see just exactly how Jesus rescues us from our struggles. When you do wrong, Jesus rescues. As we heard the day before, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane where he went to pray, talking to his Father in heaven, even though he knew exactly what was going to happen in that garden. He knew the soldiers were on their way to capture him, yet he didn't run. 
Instead, he steps closer, allowing himself to be captured and to be led off to his so-called trial that took place in the middle of the night. And this sets the scene for what we discussed on day four. But first, we started with the idea of taking the blame for someone else. We had the kids think about taking the punishment on themselves for something another kid their age might do, something like breaking mom's favorite plate or stealing an exam from a teacher. And this was to help them understand that it, what Jesus had done for us, taking our sin upon himself. And so we passed out black pieces of cloth for the kids to hold as a representation of the sin in their lives. Sins that all people commit. Parents, grown-ups, even pastors. And each person had a chance to come to the cross that we had in the room and to lay that black piece of cloth on the cross, giving it, giving it over to Jesus. Because it was Jesus who took on the, the punishment, the sin of the world, even though he did, he did nothing wrong. He took the blame for us. He took the punishment for our sin. And that punishment was death in agonizing pain. But it's because of Jesus' death on the cross that our sins are removed from us. And instead, we are made clean by his all-availing sacrifice. And so these kids were each looked in the eye and they were told that Jesus cleanses them from their sins. And just to uh, bring that, that point home, they were all wiped with a damp cloth that smelled like vanilla to help reinforce that lesson. The lesson continued by focusing on the two others who were crucified alongside Jesus, the two thieves on either side of him. We discussed how one thief had faith and the other didn't. And how that faith makes all the difference. How faith worked in their hearts by the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to receive the gifts of love and forgiveness given by God, earned for us by Jesus' death on the cross. So we know that when we do wrong, Jesus rescues. And of course, no story about Jesus is complete without the resurrection from the dead. How that is a source of hope for us here today. That Jesus is alive, that he has defeated death. And through that, Jesus rescues us. He has overcome all the world. And because of that, we can lean on him and his power during our own times of trouble. When you feel powerless, Jesus rescues. The last day of VBS centered on how God gives us his power in his name. And for this lesson, we look specifically at Acts chapter 3, when God, through Peter and John, healed a man crippled from birth who was a beggar. And we had the kids act, as, act, act this out with different kids playing either Peter or the beggar, but we focused on how Peter didn't have power on his own, but rather he had power because of Jesus and faith in him to speak healing into this crippled man's life. I then challenged the kids to do something impossible, to cut a hole in a standard eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that was big enough for each crew member to fit through. As you can probably guess, their first attempt didn't work very well, although I was amazed that some of our littlest VBS kids could actually fit through an eight and a half by 11 hole. 
But then on the second attempt, I gave them a paper uh, with a pattern printed on it for them to cut out so that when they stretched it out, or when they stretched out the hole, it accordioned out and was able to be big enough for everyone to fit through. Teaching them that what seems impossible can actually be possible. We finished our lesson that day in prayer, asking God and his power to be in our lives. And I have that same hope for you, that you experience God's power in your lives. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, we heard about Paul using the metaphor of being shipwrecked when it comes to faith. And I think that is a powerful metaphor for him specifically because he actually experienced a shipwreck in his own life. In fact, you can read about it in great detail in Acts chapter 27 and 28. Now, there is some debate as to when exactly this shipwreck happened because we know that it happened after he left Ephesus. The reason it's debated is because he left Ephesus twice. Once around 58 or 59 AD, the other time uh, was 64 or 65 AD. But whatever the case, we know that Paul had first-hand experience with what, what that was like. And so it is very fitting that he uses this metaphor in the letter that he wrote to Timothy, one of the first pastors in the Christian faith. And in 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 19, Paul writes, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul then goes on to say very, the very next thing. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. Sadly, I think we all know someone who used to be a Christian and no longer is. I want you to go ahead and have that person's face in your mind here. Go ahead and think about them. Sadly for some, they, as Paul described it, have made shipwreck of their faith. But what we learned this week is that doesn't need to be a permanent situation. We learn that Jesus rescues when we are shipwrecked. And so with this in mind and with the power in Jesus' name, I ask that you please start to pray for this person as though uh, that you thought of when I first mentioned someone who used to be Christian, even if that person is you. Because as the Apostle Paul says, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Amen.